Hello everyone, welcome to a new episode of the Super Office podcast. We're also starting a new season actually. This time we will focus on customer stories. Stories where key players share their experiences on different topics. People learn from mistakes or struggles. What some customers experience as pains, others do not see as any problem at all. People are different and companies are different too. Getting business value from CRM, marketing and customer service platforms, is a journey. You have a plan when you start, and as you grow, focus may change or the way you solve problems may differ from company to company. If you're new to the podcast, I recommend you listen and browse a bit on earlier episodes. Some are in Norwegian, most of them are in English. Conversations with interesting people inside SuperOffice from development, support, customer experience, service managers, and of course with our CEO. We interview app creators, author of books, external topic experts, to mention a few. I hope you will enjoy the show. In today's episode, I've invited Florian Lauterbach from Hammerglass AB, an international production company based in Sweden. Florian is the business area manager of the automotive segment, providing world-class security windshields in a very competitive market. Hammerglass AB started working with SuperOffice a year ago. Getting all on board takes time and effort, and they have a long-term growth plan. In my conversation with Florian, I'm interested in discovering their thoughts on a new area for SuperOffice and our customers called the Customer Engagement Platform. Before we dig into the conversation with Florian, let me explain the concept of our Customer Engagement Platform a bit to set you in the right mode. The platform is a comprehensive set of customer-facing applications. It is designed to help you work with your customers via a variety of digital channels of communication, like different chat channels, providing forms to support newsletter signups or surveys to capture the voice of the customers. These tools will enable you to serve your customers better on their terms, including self-service tools. A customer engagement center will contain features for ticket registration, a knowledge base, and integrations to a wide variety of apps. Well, here's Florian. There, I just pressed the record. So, um, I want to welcome you all to my uh, conversation with Florian Lauterbach. He's a business area manager automotive by Hammerglatz AB. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. Uh, welcome. Thank you for having yeah. me. I am really happy that you want to share some of your, um, your insights uh, about the super office and how you guys are using it. But before we start, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your role, and then something about uh, Hammerglass so that we understand the context here. Yes, so Hammerglass is a company, a Swedish company uh, that exists since 2006, um, and we are producing a special hard-coated polycarbonate uh, that is basically unbreakable um, and has very good 
um, features in terms of usage in you know, situations where you need heightened security. Um, the product is used in three different business areas within Hammerglass. We have a business area called infrastructure, who is dealing with big infrastructure projects, um, train stations and so on, where you need, for example, sound walls or protection for, uh, you know, if you have a, if you have a, a bridge over a railway and you need a protection to, to, the, to the electricity and so on, but want it transparent instead of building something that's not transparent, it's used a lot in these kind of applications. We have a business area called uh, real estate, the fasting head, which deals with commercial buildings, banks, police stations, uh, hospitals, everywhere where there is a heightened need of security instead of a glass window. And we have a business area called automotive, where I am the head of and that I'm running, where we deal with everything that is in moving uh, vehicles, but mostly construction machines. So our main business is uh, construction machinery cabins, um, because there is a lot of exposure to falling rocks, gravel, when you work in uh, stone quarries and mining and so on, where you can't use really regular glass because it breaks all the time and the driver can get hurt. And that's where Hammer glass is used to uh, protect basically uh, the drivers. So, so that's wow. what it yeah, that's a good good overview. I, I, I saw this on your website, this uh, magnificent, cool video where you're you know, hammering on the big uh, the polycarbonate. The, it's a glass see-through. Um, yeah, it's a polycarbonate what we're doing, but it's a very special one. It's our own invention, and it is not comparable with any polycarbonate that you can yeah, get in a normal market or something like that because it's more scratch-resistant and it's... 300 times stronger than glass. Mm -hmm. right. so I, also, I also saw that uh, you said that um, people, you know, it, it's, uh, it's a selling job to get customers to understand the need for this because it's so good and it might be a little bit more expensive, but the, the benefit for the customer are tremendous compared to competing solutions. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Especially, I mean, it says in the end of the day, it's a security product. I mean, if you have uh, a big rock, hitting a cabin and there's a glass screen, uh, it starts actually with saving life or at least the health of the people in the cabin. Um, and then it's also every time you have a glass breakage in the machine, you have a lot of costs because the machine is standing still. It takes usually a long time until you have the glass replaced and so on. So uh, that's also a benefit. But in the end of the day, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of a life insurance. Yeah. yeah, must be nice. Then you have a purpose with, the, with working with what yeah. you do. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, great. And and uh, and uh, Florian, what about uh, your role then in this uh, Hammerglass? Well, I'm I'm uh, as a manager of the business area automotive, so I'm I'm director of one of the three business areas and running the business area. Yeah. And and you know, all together, how many are you? Like 30, 40 people, or is it more? Or the whole Hammerglass company is sixty people, and in automotive, we about one third, so twenty. Yeah. And I can see from your website that you have uh, customers in not only Sweden. No, no, no. I mean, it's still historically we're a Scandinavian Swedish company. So our main markets have historically been Sweden and Norway, where today about 30% of all bigger construction machines are equipped with Hammerglass. But um, we have an office in Germany, for example. We have an office in Italy for the Southern European market. So our second focus is, is mainland Europe and, and everything that you would call Europe. 
but we also have, for example, business in the US um, quite a bit in Canada. So, uh, but that's in the very beginning, I would say. So that is something we need to grow in the future. Yeah, and and uh, you, Hammarglas, uh, started to use SuperOffice a little bit more than a year ago. Did, was that uh, at the same time you came into the company, or no, were you connected to that decision? Two years now. I'm, I'm, I came into the company two years ago, and yeah, SuperOffice we're using about one year. Okay, and, and uh, uh, you know, listening back, uh, how what was the main reason why you sort of chose SuperOffice? Obviously, we needed. I, I had the, from the beginning we were using a, a enterprise management system called Visma um, that is doing all everything that has to do with the invoicing and the whole product management and so on. Um, and it was Visma has a CRM part, but that's basically shit um, and doesn't work very well. And we, uh, it was clear when I came in also, I said, that we need a CRM system. There is no way around it. Um, and then uh, the decision for SuperOffice was a little bit because I knew the program. I was quite happy when SuperOffice was one of the possible options. But also, I think it had a lot to do, and I wasn't involved that much in that, uh, the connection to Visma, because there was a lot of stuff done to make Visma and SuperOffice communicate with each other. Um, so that the information would cross update and so on. If I put a customer into SuperOffice, it will appear in Visma. I can see the turnovers that are in Visma in SuperOffice and so on. So I think it had a lot to do with that, that this connection between those two programs was relatively easy, I guess, and, and uh, already done before probably by other companies. Um, and I think that was one of the main decision criteria. I wasn't super much involved into the process of the deciding, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. Great. But but then it was uh, you know you have this sales uh, focus sales uh, user plans uh, today. Uh, so is it your department mainly who's working with the office, or is it all no, the department? No, no, it's all department. All it's department. All yeah. Also, yeah. infrastructure doesn't work super much with it because it's a completely different business. I mean, infrastructure does five projects a year, and each project has a value of like 30 million sec or something. Um, and, and they don't have this classical, they, they go through, they work with traffic market in Sweden and so on. So that they don't have this classical customer thing as, as, as you would have in our case, where we have a lot of different customers. They, they need to talk to the government basically to get the contracts and then after that, the architects are involved, and after that, the companies are involved to might build it. But they have a, a very different setup as as uh, real estate and automotive, and we are using it more and to a fuller extent, I would say. Yeah. So, so your team, how many? Uh, you have a sales department then uh, that you run, or? Yeah, we have uh, we have four sales guys. Yeah, uh, and they're all in Germany and Italy. Um, and then we have the customer support team with uh, four people. Then we have uh, engineers, four engineers, um, and that's the core team using SuperOffice, I would say, in automotive. Yeah, okay. So the topic for this, uh, thanks for that background, but the topic now for this, uh, this interview is understanding a little bit what you guys think about what we call customer engagement platform, because we see a push in the market that uh, our customers uh, have to serve their customers uh, in a more um, fluent way. You know, they can re register tickets uh, and they can get answers online 24-7. They can um, maybe um, 
add forms, uh, web forms, so they can get interaction uh, on customer journey points and stuff like that. And uh, how is that? Uh, are you using another platform for this, or uh, how does that actually work? How how does your customers come in contact with you, uh, Florian? Well, I would say we have a quite defined customer base, um, which is on the one hand the big OEM manufacturers, like we're working with Volvo, we're working with uh, Caterpillar and, and companies like that. Um, and then the second one is the big distributors of those brands that we have solutions for. And the, the little bit good thing for us in that regard is that the construction machine industry is set up in a way that you basically have one big distributor in each country. So it's not like if I want to sell to Caterpillar in Germany, I need to sell to one company. Those comp That company has 40 offices in Germany and so on. But I just need to break that one company and I'm selling to Caterpillar. Caterpillar is sorted for Germany after that. Wow. So, so, And it's the same with all the big brands. The smaller brands might have like four or five distributors that are five different companies for south, middle, north and so on, but most are working with one big one. And and that makes it a little bit easier. So we're not in a situation where we need to, um, you know, have 60, 70 customers for our turnover. We need a few just. The only thing is, and, and the end user, which is the construction company, which would be Skanska, for example, in, in, in the Nordic market, they are not buying from us direct. They're buying through that distribution channel. They're buying through the, where they buy the machine. So they buy oh, a Volvo machine from Svekon, for example, or from Volvo machine in uh, Norway, if you know, region. And they order that machine with Hammerglass. Yeah. So that means we, we marketing-wise go out into publications and so on and, and tell Skanska about how good the product is, but they can't order it from us. So, so that makes the situation maybe slightly different than, uh, than, than, than you have with some other customers because we can really go targeted. If we say we want to go into Canada, we just need to know and define it on the web page of Caterpillar who are the Canadian Caterpillar distributors. And those. So you can sort of you can run on a good relationship with Caterpillar and you can escalate that into more markets. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And those guys I call up and if I really work with Caterpillar, I have references. They usually listen because they hear, oh, okay, Caterpillar, Caterpillar Italy listens when we tell them well Caterpillar France and Germany are already our biggest customers and they're using this here some references. They meet each other in, in meetings. Uh, twice a year or something and then talk about oh you work in summer glass how is the experience oh it's really good product they come back to us so so that's that's one big part of our sales goes through this kind of way which makes it a bit easier i would say because you can you, you know we don't have to search for customers in that way we don't have to do research and see like oh how do we get this one and this one that's point number one point number two is that um if the most blind contacts we get out of nothing are coming actually, I would say, through our homepage and through a very good marketing department that we have that works a lot with Facebook ads and, and remarketing through through Google and, and all these kind of stuff. So we get relatively many emails just coming in and say like, hey, I'm interested in your product. I heard about you or found you. So so it's a lot of word to mouth. Um, and, and and that is the second channel, I would say, is, is almost that one. Yeah. yeah. How, how is that structured, sort of? Because if you get a lot of web, 
email and stuff? Are you getting those in a uh, fast and simple way into your CRM system? Or is it like you get an email from marketing and say, these guys are interested and you have to add it yourself? And yes, go to, to, to obviously a certain inbox where all the general emails come into that are used to the email addresses we provide on homepages and, and advertising. And then uh, usually customer support looks at that and then distributes them. If it's somebody from Italy or France, it goes to the Italian French guy to follow up. If it's US, it goes to me and so on and so on. So, so um, it's simply done that way. And then you need to first qualify the customer because you need to know, okay, is this just a let's say uh, Kalle who has three machines and is an end customer and, and uh, wants just a hammer glass for his machine, um, then we would tell him, please go to Volvo Machine or Nasta or whoever it is. Um, or is it a bigger distributor that we, we, we say like, okay, that guy sells uh, many machines a year or something like that. Then our sales guy will call them up and, and introduce them to the product, talk with them what the opportunities are. Um, and after that, they go into into super office. I mean, we put all contacts, contact-wise, everybody also color into super office because we have uh, newsletters and uh, company magazine and stuff like that, that we obviously want to distribute to as many people as possible. Yeah. Um, I think uh, our newsletter has by now probably a reach of about 16,000 addresses or something like that um, okay but we don't send to that amount of people we just need that's a lot of end users but obviously they are the ones who need to know about the product because they are the ones who are sitting in the machine yeah it sounds a little bit stupid the oem the oem manufacturer even the distributor they don't care so much about that they don't care so much about the glass breakage because once they have the machine sold if the glass breaks the next day they are like <laughs> that's that's bad luck, but yeah. not my problem. Yeah. Um, whereas the user of the machine like Skanska, if they know if I put Hammerglass in that machine, my glass won't break, mm -hmm. they will order it with Hammerglass. So they will say, I want that product. So so that's why we need to do a lot of end customer marketing and letting them know about what the capabilities are to create the sales through the channels we say. Yeah, you're creating a demand so that it comes into the OEM uh, partners understand and i guess that's part of the trend that you guys as a producer you need to understand what the end user thinks and uh, have a connection with because that's uh, where it is and the oams never or might not do it yeah. um interesting but but uh, what about uh, the two things i would like to to address here because uh, you said one thing is the that all emails comes into e inboxes is that sort of like an Outlook inbox that uh, somebody yeah. connects? Yeah, okay. So it's a shared inbox. Uh, and then they look at it, somebody. And that's the four customer service people that you... you yeah, actually, into the, 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 that inbox, it's a few people who have access to it. The internal people have access to it. And I have access to it, for example, also. Yeah. Um, but, okay. the, for example, the sales guys in the field don't have access to it because... It's better. I, I, I feel it's better structure-wise if we qualify it and, and only give them what they need to work with and don't kind of have to always check, oh, is there something new? No, that's not for me. That's not for me. Oh, that one is for me. So it's kind of better to have that more centralized. Yeah, yeah. 
Have, have you ever thought about having a system in place, sort of like a ticket, so that your customers could get a reply that okay, we've received your inquiry, we're dealing with it, and then dispatch it automatically, and then go come back to them. You know, to get it tighter. So it's not um, you can always connect it to the right skill set person, uh, or make not, make sure that nothing is uh, dropped between two chairs. Not yet. I think we're too small for that. To be really honest, I mean the the, the amount of of these kind of mails we're getting mm -hmm. is probably like ten a week. Oh, you know, yeah. It's not like fifteen. Uh, maybe sometimes twenty a week. Maybe sometimes five a week. But uh, so so in that regard. No, nothing falls between the chairs. Things are really answered fast. Um, yeah. There is no, but uh, yeah, if we would be like, uh, which our plan is like uh, five times the size in five years, yeah. as automotive, for example, uh, yeah, then and, and and there is much more of these inquiries. Then it could be something that is interesting. But currently, uh, you know, uh, sometimes you can also over automate things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's you know it, it has to come from within that you have a, a wish or a pain or something that you struggle with that you don't have time uh, or you have people on leave or something like that that really you know gets you thinking about how can we improve or automate or uh, or, or put less friction on the customer. Yeah. And then the other topic you mentioned was the newsletters. How are you recruiting that? Is that a newsletter that you are producing inside uh, SuperOffice mailing, yes. or is it some, I, another I, tool? I, I, I'm, that's the market. We have a marketing department. And, yeah. um, I, what I know is that there is they use SuperOffice in a way for it also. They work with a program called eMarketeer. Yeah. Um, uh, an app in our app store, yeah. Yeah, exactly. They work with eMarket here, and I know that they obviously, I mean, we, we when we set up a customer in SuperOffice, we put in certain information. There is like, you can turn on if you should get the newsletter or not, and things like that, and, and other things like what what brand he's working with. So if I want to make a sending just to Caterpillar customers, I can extract that obviously from SuperOffice into eMarket here, or with email. I don't know exactly how that works internally. Yeah. But you, you get the idea so that they can sort and say, okay, or language-wise, we have the newsletter in seven, eight languages, so so that it makes sure that the Norwegians get the Norwegian version and so on. That's all handled somehow through SuperOffice and through information that we need to put into SuperOffice when we when we set up a new customer. Um, but uh, how that works down in detail, that is a question for the marketing department. Yeah. How does that work actually with you? You have your sales uh, departments. Is marketing sort of on the side or are they sort of uh, only for all, Marketing is for all, works for all three business area units yeah. that we have. Yeah. Um, so it's a centralized marketing. But I would say we are having the most time for marketing is invested into automotive because it's the, I would say, easiest growable part. Of our company because we have standard products. Yeah. The windscreen for a Volvo excavator, E set 200, will look the same everywhere in the world. So it's a standard product. If a customer has the excavator and needs the windscreen, it's the product. But if you go into the real estate area, there is a hole in the wall that needs to be filled, and that hole will look different every time. So you always have a customized, a customized product, which means you need to work much more. With designers, architects, we don't meet the just at the moment. Uh, we are start very close to starting a workshop now in the next two months. We are, it's almost finished. 
um, because our products in automotive, you can sell to a webshop. If somebody in Indonesia wants a Hammerglass screen, he can go in and uh, put in his model that he has for the machine, and then he can see the Hammerglass screen for it, click on it, and order it. Yeah, um, they, and they don't have to go through the distributor. They can go directly if you want to, or that's yes, your in, in For single screens, we have different products. For just the regular screen, that's it. Yes, um, if they are in in the world, in an area where we don't have distribution and partners and so on. Yeah, so we're talking about digitizing your company. You know, what are the key initiatives there? Is it the, the web shop, the e-commerce part for the time being? Absolutely, Absolutely. that's the, the biggest one. I mean, we're starting with this web shop now first, only on a B2B level. So, so there is a dealer area and you need a password and you need to be approved reseller to go into the web shop and have access to the web shop and order there. So it basically takes away the order process from the customer support into the web shop. So the same volume uh, machine in Norway that now sends orders via email, they will go into the web shop, they have their login, they will see their pricing, not the end customer pricing, but their pricing, and they will they can order. So it's, it's yeah. just taking that process away. Yeah. Once this is up and running and running in a proper way, um, we are planning also to have it at one stage with a credit card everybody can buy for certain products that are less uh, complicated. Um, but that I would say we have in the planning for 2022, maybe even 2023. So it, it first needs to work on that basis. Yeah. And for now it will be, and that could actually put up the traffic also a little bit that you described before. If, if somebody goes in there and goes and sees Hammerglass, goes on a hyper, oh, there's a web shop, he clicks on the web shop, he can see products, but he can't see a price. Mm. And he can send, oh, I want to have access, I want to become a partner and I want access to your web shop. So then we get an email into our normal account yeah. uh, with his contact information. And then we qualify and say, yes, okay, this company, they are Caterpillar reseller in Croatia. Um, yes, they should have an account. They should become a reseller. For them, it should be possible to buy. So they get access or no, again, it's Kalle with his three machines. He can't, we, we, he will write back and say, please uh, go to this or this or this reseller if you need Hammerglass. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, is this a web shop uh, a custom web shop or is it a standard off the shelf tool that you are sort of bringing oh, on to your team? I've been working on this. They have a, a company called Vendre. 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 Yeah. Um, that is developing this together for, for a year now, I think. It's just quite uh, because it also needs to speak to Wisma again. Uh, so, so you know, because the products need to come from somewhere. So there is also the connection to Wisma. If I put in a new product into Wisma, it needs to appear on the web shop and so on. So, so that is the complicated part around it. The the web shop itself to have the tool and have the pictures there and the price. That's not you know the design is not the issue. The issue is filling it with the right information all the time. Yeah, of course, it needs to be tightly integrated. And I guess this is the way the the, the industry moves. It has to be connected uh, to make the experience for the customer really smooth. Yeah. Um, what about, um, you know, when you get uh, when you get web shop, then you also get more inquiries about things. What well, does that work? Can I do this? And I couldn't log in. What about the products that you have? Do you have any claims uh, routines or... Uh, support issues, commonly asked questions, what do I do, where do I go, what's the opening hours, stuff like that? Nah, as we are working again with a very tight-knit community in the construction machine industry, 
um, and have a very defined customer base. I mean, we have problems with claims, shit happens, and there is claims uh, existing, but that, in, that there is a process behind it, there is a form that they fill out where they describe, she gets sending pictures, and then it goes into our claim department, and they, we have an extra inbox for that, we have a claim email address where you send claims to. Um, in terms of technical support, um, is is personal, but th that is one thing maybe in the future also at the later stage that could be also made a little bit better by having a kind of a, a web chat where you can write in questions and you get answers or stuff like that. But but we're too small for that at the moment. We got that that I need stuff for that also can if you do something like that, it needs to work. It can't be like Ildigantin where I'm getting this chat up and I'm asking a question and then I get like bot, 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 for two hours and then it says like sorry, somebody is, nobody's there at the moment, then leave it because that will only make people angry. Yeah, yeah, you know? definitely. Uh, but, you, but you have chat uh, widgets that, you know, can appear on the website if you are available. And if yeah. you're not available, it wouldn't appear. Just yeah. to address what you say, we, uh, because we're expectation. Yeah, but uh, I think but, these things that you're describing will, will go up once we are, for example, opening the web shop to everyone then we will have a different situation. That's why we're not doing it. The reason why we're not doing it, I think we could already sell through it. If we, if we give that opportunity and say, here's a credit card, you can buy your screen, we probably would make quite a bit more sales, but we will get so much issues uh, because the distributor who is a trained distributor and knows about our products, he won't make so much mistakes. And if he makes a mistake, it goes back to him and not to us because he was the one who installed the stuff. Um, if I sell directly to the end customer and Kali doesn't get his screen installed in the machine, who is he going to call? Uh, and, and that could bring maybe if I take the sales up one third, I probably will also take the questions and problems up one half. <laughs> so, yeah. so for that you need and to the have... the profit the, wouldn't necessarily uh, go up uh, similar, you know. Have yeah. the proper organization in, in place, and and for that we are too small. We need to focus first to 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 reach our goals on the distribution side, and then we can go into the next step. Well, it's really interesting to to hear to talk to you about this because you know you, you seem like you have a long term plan, a strategy, and you're building step by step uh, in that direction, and you have you know a growth plan for five years, uh, which is of course really nice. Uh, so uh, that's good. Uh, one final question on the customer side, because you know when you you when customers uh, send in emails, they have expectations, or if they have claims, for instance, they have expectations on what's going to happen. Do I get my refund, or do I get a new replacement, or do I do this and do that? And there, many of our customers, they actually uh, try to okay, you the third time you call this week, I don't have any new message for you. Uh, I'll check again. This is the status. If you're working on your deal, but uh, you know, be patient. Uh, that's sometimes where they could have a, um, you know my request page where you can actually see the status. And if something happens, then you process half of it, and they can understand it. Yeah. Mellow yeah. down the customer. Is that something that you hear about, or is it a non-existing problem? Uh, no, I. I... It's, it's not a non-existing problem. Um, we could be better and faster in claim solving. Um, and, and it's important to be faster in claim solving because a good solved claim is usually more turnover. Um, and uh, that, that, 
that's not always ideal, no. Uh, especially now, to be really honest, in the Swedish organization that is used to the Swedish market or the Norwegian market maybe also, because, yeah, it's Pelle and I call up Pelle and say, hey, I will help you and here's something new and Pelle says, oh, okay, it's nice, tuck and so on. Germans are not like that. No. You know. Germans are more industry 4.0 and this is the days you have and if I don't have that you know they they have completely different and that was a big thing for me I guess in a way good that I am German coming into the Swedish company because I really had to change that mindset and said like no we're not we're not dealing now with Swedes anymore guys you can't just say like ah let's pay it down there he's he's gonna be he's gonna order again anyway um so, so, uh, but but to have a better system there that would do what you described, so the customer can go in and 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 it probably should be connected to his web shop account at one stage because that's obviously where you should have everything. Then you have your orders that are open. When are they going to be delivered? You have your open invoices. You have your open claims, and you can always see the status update on the claims and so on. Yeah, absolutely, a dream come true. But uh, you know, in due time. And, and due time exactly yeah so uh, wrapping uh, up you know i had a couple of questions but i think it's a great conversation <laughs> conversation florian um if you uh, you know uh, standing out in the market you guys have a great product and it's unique what else is there that you sort of that your customers what is your uh, intention with customers what do you want them to feel when they do business with you guys with customer experience how does it play out well, they they obviously need to feel how do you say this thing right way? They need to feel that we are bigger than we are, um, because we are dealing with very large corporations. We're dealing with Caterpillar and Volvo and Komatsu and these kind of companies who are huge, huge, huge corporations, and we're coming there with our sixty employees from the south of Sweden, and they need to get this trust into the company that they say like okay they they know what they're talking about they have quality wise for example i mean again if i sell to to a distributor sure he wants a quality and everybody should have and and it's for us extremely important because we're high priced also so we need to have the quality um but if you're going to a factory that's a completely different ballpark. I mean, to become a supplier for the Volvo factory to put hammer glass into the excavator, that is a quality process that is probably one of the hardest ones to fulfill next to medical supply because you are still going into a moving machine that sometimes drives on the road and whatever. You're almost like your automotive industry. Um, and they have like PPAP criteria and, and all these kind of high quality standards that they set on production. And that is what we need to transport, that yes, we are that good, we have the control, we're not the small company here that sits around with a few guys in a, in a, in a garage. We have a professional production with now 7,000 square meters with uh, high quality in our production. We work actually, we, we deliver to JCB in the UK, for example, directly to the factory. We work off the PPAP criteria. We have a lot of certificates and tests on our products because there are obviously these industry standards that you also certification, ISO norms, the norms that you have to fulfill um, to even be allowed to use it as a glass of a moving machine. You know, you're not putting it into into uh, into a window. It's it's a different thing again. Here, these cars, they, they are, if, if it's a dumper like a, 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 or a reloader that has, you know, wheels and not a chain, they drive out on the street. So you need to have actually 
uh, how do you say, Straßenzulassung, a street uh, allowance for the product. And, and that is what we need to transfer and that we have all that, that we have this quality, we have the history, we have big customers already, we deliver to JCB, to Volvo and so on. Um, and we have the certification. That's that's important for us. Absolutely. Yeah, but I guess also the people. I mean, uh, you can have uh, processes and certificates, but the people in your organization also needs to be sort of living that um, experience. Yeah, and they need to yeah. be very knowledgeable about the market because there is a huge amount of different construction machines and, and you need to have basically solutions for a very lot of different products. And it's a, it's a jungle actually, because the suppliers or the, the, the manufacturers of the machines, unfortunately have not really a big structure on, on their machine glass. So, so there is a lot of different products that fit the same machine, but have different names and so on. It's, it's a jungle. And you need to have people that also have that kind of knowledge and look at a machine and say like, yeah, but that glass fits there and this is this number and this is this number. How many varieties of glass do you have? <laughs> yeah, we have, uh, I would say, uh, if, if we're talking about we, what we make business with, we probably have about 400 different articles. Yeah. Um, if I look into our database, what we have drawings for and which we could manufacture, I think we have around 1,000 different ones. But there are a few there that was just one time for a special project and then not again. So, so I would say about 400 running articles that are, yeah. 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 But are you sort of so close to Caterpillar or Volvo that when they produce a new model, then they call you so that you can be on the market at the same day? Or is it like they have a model and then you come later? No. With the, those ones, we are actually, I mean, they wouldn't call us, but when we, we, we they, they obviously, the, we follow them close enough and then they tell us, oh, we're developing now a new model. Then we say, okay, we need the drawings so we can make the, 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 the hammer glass ready until your machine release, they will give it to us, yes. Yeah, okay, great. So wrapping up, going on to the tool side, I mean, you're uh, running a department uh, that is successful and you're, uh, you're having some tools, both Visma and Superoffice. What, what if you, what is your advice to other people about uh, running this type of company and using a tool like that? What, what's, what are your key criteria to getting SuperOffice as a support tool? Um, well, simplicity in the usage, because you always have a very um, different set of employees and not everybody likes to work with systems. That's the biggest problem, and especially when you have you introduce something new and people are used to work in another way you know you, you have these people who are working with outlook and they love outlook they use the to-do list in outlook and everything they're happy with that and to get them then to switch to a new system and say like no no from tomorrow you need to do this um is uh, can be very tough um and that's why obviously the simplicity um and the the logic behind it that is connected to other systems that you're used to like like you have it a little bit similar to outlook and the similar usage in a way so the, the switch will be much easier so that's that's i think very important um it needs to have the flexibility to adjust to your organization as, as easy and quick because i guess we have you know with this 
additional fields that you can have so that you can say, okay, we need, for example, to know what models uh, of machine types this customer works with. Some work with more than just one. So yeah, then I need to be able to create something where I just click in some buttons and so on. Um, and then it also needs to give a value towards the individual person, if you understand what I mean. He needs to feel that it makes my life easier yeah. if, I do this, if I use it and not harder and more complicated. Mm. Yeah, to find stuff easy, that's extremely important also. Um, we're not talking here about what could be better in SuperOffice, but one thing that annoys me very much is that I can't put in... I remember when I started to use SuperOffice the first time, yeah, it was a brilliant function, and that was a post-it function. You could actually, it was graphically, it looked like a little yellow post-it that you could stick on a, on a contact, or you could stick that on a company. And everybody who would go in there, it would be visible. Oh, there's a post-it there, and you could write something there. Yeah. Oh, be careful, don't at the moment do this with this customer because, or something like that. Just something you need to communicate, and everybody needs to know who looks in there. And that's not there anymore, and it's super annoying because these things I think are very important that you can also communicate with each other through the tool. If you understand what I mean, yeah, collaboration uh, part of it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so if somebody comes up and 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 I don't know, you know, just in a, in a really quick way, maybe a stupid example, but somebody's on the phone and say like, oh, they just told me they're closing down that office and they are going into bankruptcy. Put a sticker mm -hmm. on it. Be careful, possible bankruptcy. And everybody else who goes in there and says like, oh. Ah, oh, okay, shit, okay, oh, I almost sold to this guy. So, so, so uh, that was really good function, um, but that's what I mean with simplicity. That's a very simple thing, post-it note. But everywhere I love that. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring that back to the team uh, team as well. I know there is a note there, and, uh, you know, it's not like it used to be, but uh, no, these, these are... Not nobody, I mean, you have to click into it to see the notes. Definitely. You know, yeah. and that post-it was just this, it was this prominent thing that you just went in and you could put it anywhere. You could stick it on a project, you could stick it on a contact, you could stick it on a company, you could have it anywhere. You could just use that post-it. And I really like that. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. But but anyway, so this simplicity and this making it also easy to work with each other in communication, not yeah. just for itself. I think that's also uh, very important. Great, good tips. What about the management side of it? I mean, are you using it across the divisions and on the management meetings and stuff, pipeline, these type of things, or is that? I'm using it to to obviously follow up what the sales staff is doing because we have also bonuses on customer visits, on new customers, on things like that. Not only on the number, and I don't I don't use this and I don't use super office to see the. The, the turnover and sales numbers and the profit margin that I use Wisma for. I could even see it in SuperOffice under the customer, and I probably could even see it for a country. I don't know, never tried, but there Wisma is easier and made for it. But um, I, I use it to follow up the sales guys more on these kind of, you know, customer visits, new customer generation, phone calls, to dos setting them also to-dos. If, if I say, oh, I want this report until that date, I put a to-do into their calendar and stuff like that instead of writing around emails. So that's what I'm using it for uh, up to a certain level, yes. Yeah, so the day-to-day -day coaching of your team, uh, so to say, to, to be able to, to fulfill the task. Okay, great. Yeah, well, great. Uh, I don't know. The, um, I think we've covered uh, everything and a lot more. 
do you have anything final uh, comment <laughs> today, uh, Florian? As I said, I'm 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 happy. I, I was already happy with SuperOffice, and I liked SuperOffice when I worked with it the first time round. And that's why I was very happy when the decision was made to use SuperOffice also, because I knew like, oh, that's great, and I don't have to learn a new program. Um, and uh, we're starting also what I, for example, we talked before with eMarketeer, what, what I know is marketing is building this out now, for example, that we get uh, feedback into SuperOffice to the sales guys regarding newsletters. So if somebody clicks on a certain article in the newsletter and opens it, yeah. There will be a uh, to-do or a notification created in the sales guy's uh, diary that this happened and so on. So, so I think that's what they're doing now is the next step. Um, but, but for that, uh, otherwise, I'm 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 really good with it. I think generally we need another update training because now we are. We, it took a year to get everybody really to use it in the proper way they should use it. That's how long it took. And, and I don't think anything can shorten that time. Because there are these people that are like, yeah, I don't like that. So, so and, and you need to just constantly remind them what they have to do. And then at one stage it works. And when you talk to them off the year and ask, so is it that bad now? And then now it's actually quite good because then they see the value. But then it's because it's an automated process. I mean, people, when, when, when Windows does a new update and the icons look different, people are like, what's this shit? I want my old icon back. It, yeah. <laughs> you're so used to stuff how it always is, that everything new is first kind of, oh, no. Um, but it now, hurts. as we are over that kind of stage now, really with everybody, and everybody's using it to the full extent we have today, we want to look into setting on new models, modules that we don't use today that we could probably use better and where we could make more of it, especially with projects. We're using the project side a lot in uh, the engineering and in the product management and R&D department because they really use that to make projects for every new product project that comes up. Yeah. Um, but, but we don't use it as good as we could in the company, I think. Uh, and, and that is something we need to look at. So it's actually on my list also to, to kind of now start to develop it further. Yeah. Away. Are you the, the go-to person in the company when it comes to developing SuperOffice or do you have a, a group of people? I don't want to be the go-to person there because <laughs> I have enough to do. But yeah. obviously, as I'm the one probably in the company who had worked most with SuperOffice in their life, I, people come to me when they have a question that they don't know about this or don't know about that. And then, uh, good if I say in automotive, we want to also use SuperOffice now for other things we use it today, then I'm the person who needs to decide what to use it for and to develop it so because it's part of my job, obviously. But, uh, but I'm not the administrator, if you, if you mean that. No, I mean that. So yeah. somebody says, like, oh, we need to change some menu button, then it's kind of like not me who's doing that. Yeah. Well, that's fun to have somebody else to do that as well. Yeah. You can point to somebody. Yeah. Okay, Florian, uh, yeah. can we wrap it up? Yes, absolutely. I think it was really nice. I will uh, I say thank you uh, for this conversation. I think it was very interesting. I'm sure a lot of other people will uh, think the same thing. I will click on the stop recording, so just stay tuned. Yeah. Thank you. That's it for today, folks. 
I hope you enjoy the show. My name is Hans Christian Grunslet and I'm the host of the SuperOffice podcast. If you have any suggestions for topics or guests, just send me an email on hc at superoffice.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.